presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE, and thanks to you, our listeners. I, Colby Wilson, coming to you live from my bonus room. He is Casey Krieger, coming to you live from Johnson City. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, entering month two of the old quarantinas. Casey, how are you now? Good, me. Bored out of my skull, but not so bad. That's good. We've got actual, by golly, news. There is news. There is actual Austin Athletics news. Uh, It comes in the form of Jordan Adams, who will be uh, testing the waters of the NBA draft. Uh, Basically, going and getting uh, an assessment. Um, If the assessment is extremely positive, course he'll stay and if not i would imagine he'd be back in a austin uniform next year but it's not a uh it's certainly not a bad idea with these new rules where you can actually get a little bit of representation get somebody to help guide you through the process and retain your eligibility uh and get some honest feedback about where you're at with your game and what you got to work on and everything else so i'm looking forward to this for him, and I'm, as I'm sure he is as well, to to understand kind of where he's at after year one of college hoops. I think it's a good thing for any player that has aspirations of playing in the NBA to do. There's, I mean, there's no downside to it. You get to go work out with other guys that are going to go pro. You get real feedback from NBA teams and officials and important people. So, and you get your you get your name and your face out there a little bit, so that when the time comes. If you've sown a seed of positivity with somebody, maybe you'll hear your name called. You get to meet a lot of the guys, too, and build connections, and I feel like that eventually will will help you in some way. Yep, it's all about who you know, and he's going to get to know some people. It'll be good to know. wonder how many more times I can see They're going to get to know the Jordan's a bucket, too, huh? Yes, some people are going to get to know that Jordan's a bucket. Absolutely, you're right. Um, Controversy has abounded with our uh, greatest govs list. Um it's a foot. It's a foot. It's stirring. You're hearing. You're you're hearing it more and more from all the finest people. From all the finest people, um, I guess. I guess the point. The point that has struck me the most is the arguments, and I, and I knew this would be the case where some of the the old timers. Not old timers, just the the people who have been around Austin P for a while and have seen a lot inevitably have their their favorites, the people that they remember, and they remember them as they were and not necessarily as the reality is now, but 
We've got a long history of baseball at Austin P. Pretty and good baseball too. Yes, we have very good baseball, but the best version of it has come mostly within the last twenty to twenty-five years. There are some outliers, but the most consistently excellent performances have come from the mid nineties onward. Sorry, that's I'm sorry, that's the truth. I don't know what to tell you, except I have the data and I have the facts are the facts. Yeah, I've got I've got all the information there is to be informed and I'm sorry, but all the more modern guys are better. I don't if you want to debate it, you're not allowed to come on the show and debate it. Because you can't. I mean, we can we can debate it and we can certainly there's certainly an argument that collegiate baseball has had some advances and had some falling backs and as you get down into the minutia, certain seasons are a little more outliery than others, like the nineteen ninety six season with the hottest hot bats in the history of college baseball, the offensive numbers are a little skewed. Just a little. But that comes and goes, and you see that with every... I mean, you see it right now in Major League Baseball with whatever they're doing to the ball in a given year and the adjustments that are made to that and how it it can cause or halt trends. It's just one of the things that happens. And unfortunately, it's not very easily regulated. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with the baseball this year. They got a lot of time to tinker with it now. Oh, that thing's going to be flying. Speaking of, hey, how does that show up in uh, MLB The Show? You know, you can you can you choose a juice ball season or can you choose a dead ball season or how's that work? Uh, when you're playing online, pitching pitching's pretty much the king, and uh, it's good for me because I got that 99 diamond Corey Kluber card yesterday from his Cy Young season. Uh, the strategy there is throw the 99 mile an hour sinker close to 99 percent of the time, and you're gonna do all right. Yeah, 99 mile an hour season. Online games are usually three inning games, so really all you're looking to do two good innings with a pitcher, get it to a closer, and hit one home run to win the game. This doesn't sound all that interesting, to be honest. Uh, no, it's fun. You you can play a full in, full nine inning online game, but the online games get a little. It's hard to connect to baseball games online, I guess, and it's always there's always a little bit of lag there, so you don't want to you don't want to play a full nine, so you play three. It's a good time. It's a perfect time. That's how long the have you seen any, any of the MLB players league? Nope. Watching other people play video games ceased to be interesting to me. I haven't I haven't watched it Ever. live, but there's some good highlights. Some of the dudes are psychos. Amir Garrett is insane. That's what I've learned. Oh, really? Amir Garrett, who tried to fight the entire Pittsburgh Pirates dugout, might have a couple screws loose? He did John, He did the most John. disrespectful thing ever to Arizona Diamondbacks' John DePlantier in their game. <laughs> Amir let his wife, or excuse me, his fiance, get the final out of the game. <laughs> just gave her the controller and just disrespected John DePlantier. But. Sounds like the D-backs should have had a slightly better representative. Yeah, they, sh- they should have picked somebody else. What what we've learned, is, though, is that Joey Gallo might be the best show player in the world. A former uh, athletics marketing intern and friend of the podcast, Bailey DeHart, will uh, probably be happy to hear that. She, she's a big Joey Gallo fan. Hey, I'm adopting again. Again? Uh, yay! Hooray! Yay. All right, well, that's the mileage out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's going to happen. Yeah, we asked Jack what he wanted, and he said he wanted a brother. And then in the next sentence, he said he wanted chocolate milk. So, I don't know. <laughs> Not real sure if he really gets the 
the seriousness of the situation, but I don't know if he's going to be real disappointed if we don't come home with a, a gallon of Nesquik. Do you have any choice in that, or is it uh, whatever happens, happens? I mean, we could, but we're not real particular. Not too picky? No, it's a... But whatever happens, happens. Well, that's good. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting news. Yeah, it'll be great. You know, no, no, no time like a pandemic to try to raise another. We we could we could enter we could enter quarantine with one and come out of it with two. How quickly does this process go? Well, the last time it took three and a half years. Well, I know that, but I'm in, in under normal circumstances. Uh. About twelve to eighteen months, typically, is what what we've been quoted. But now, hey, that'll be quick, I guess. Well, the thing is, right now, under all this, apparently there are a lot of uh, children coming up for adoption as people feel the financial strain, which that's disappointing for a lot of reasons. But also, we could potentially be matched faster. So for us, it's good for you. Yeah, I stopped short of saying that because that seems selfish. But you're right. But we we may not have to wait as long, is what I'm hearing, which would be nice. Finally, we'll wrap up the first half of this with um, a suggestion Casey actually sent to me, where the NBA would reopen its season in Disney World, the true happiest place on earth. I'm reading through this and I don't hate it. I mean, it means we're going to get the NBA. All the players are going to live on one of the. Disney World Hotels, um, there's food, there's everything you need there. Wide World of Sports to play games at, you the NBA playing, and I don't hate that. Yeah, and it's more feasible to bring about because of the NBA's partnership with ESPN and by extension, The Mouse and ABC, and having all these entities married to one another under one roof would be logical. Plus, it's not like the baseball biodome experiment they're trying to get off the ground, where it's, all right, everybody, five months, let's go. It's just better than it, baseball's Arizona ideal. Yeah, but it's it's shorter, too, and you'd, you'd go back and play, like, what, two, three weeks to close out the regular season. Then half the league goes home anyway. You could do the playoffs in half the time, too, because you cut out travel days. You could cut out travel days. You, you can do two days between. You do two days between every other game and a day between. Go play a game, day off, play a game, day off, and two off. You know, instead of doing three days for travel days, you would just do two, or you could even just do one, a game every other day. Double headers, playoff double headers, actual double headers. Yes, finals games six and seven, back to back, starting at five o'clock Eastern time. That I would actually be there for that to watch. To watch guys try to play like. 94 minutes on the they same day. game six and guys are like trying to the, the team that's losing is like trying to come back and win game six but also save its guys for to run it back for game seven <laughs> you, um i i'm actually here for that i think that would be a ton of fun i watch nba doubleheaders now <laughs> it's that's a fun thing that can only happen in florida because uh professional wrestling has been deemed an essential business in florida oh florida why i, I don't get it Hey, if it greases the skids to have the NBA at Disney World and thus bring about the day-night doubleheader in the NBA Finals, I'm all for it. Fine by me. 
there enough baseball fields there? We can just run the entire MLB season at Disney World too. Let's play all. Well, of our they've also. World. I don't... Have you seen the idea they've toyed around with, where they make the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League? Yeah, I saw the, the leagues this year, and I hate that. So I hate that idea. You should love it. It looked like the Reds were actually in a fairly decent. No, we got the Dodgers, the White Sox, and the Angels. I must have seen a different one. I saw a projection. It had the Reds finishing second place in the wild card behind the Dodgers, who won the division. But I don't want to play the Angels and the White Sox that much because I think that they're better than the third and fourth best teams in the Central. You get to see a lot of Mike Trout. Don't get to see much Mike Trout these days. I don't want to see Mike Trout against the Reds. He came to Cincinnati like a year or two ago, and I'm pretty sure he just had a field day at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, but you wouldn't see him at GABP. He'd be down at the spring training complex. I don't want to see Reds pitching face Mike Trout if I don't have to. Wait, wait, wait. Weren't you telling me the Reds pitching was better this year? Wasn't Sonny Gray going to be an all-star? Isn't that what you told me? It doesn't matter if you're an all-star. Mike Trout still gets hits off you. The guy hit for the cycle to lead off all-star games, proving all-star pitchers can't get him out. Or he's the only one trying that hard. I don't think it matters who pitches against Mike Trout. I think that you could run the best pitcher ever out there, and he's still going to be all right. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's put the Braves in the division with Mike Trout. See how you feel about that. I'd feel fine. Mike Soroka, going to be fine. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka. Also known as the Reds number four. Oh, you are you are so wrong. You are so wrong. I want to reach through this screen and strangle you. Okay, let's let's bring this to an end before we start swearing at each other. We'll take a break, cool down, talk to Travis Blanc, and then bring it back right after this. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Do you ever feel this so paper thin? Like a house of cards, one blow from caving in. Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet on the screens, but no one seems to hear a thing. Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you. You just gotta ignite. All right, well, normally we'd do this face to face, but uh, as we enter week of quarantine, uh, Travis LeBlanc of the volleyball team has uh, kindly consented to join me via Zoom for what I'm sure will be an illuminating interview. Uh, Taylor Mott said to uh, please censor yourself, by the way. Makes sense. Trev, how you doing during all this? I'm doing good. Just been sitting on my couch, binge-watching Netflix. You're the sort of person who seems like you don't do very well with a lot of idle time. Has, has it been an adjustment? Yeah, I've been FaceTiming all my student-athletes, all my friends. We've been doing Zoom meetings just because I'm a people person, need the people. Are your student-athletes tired of you yet? I think some of them are, um, and then others call me to check in on me because they know without volleyball, I'm I'm depressed. (laughs) So let's talk about your volleyball background for a minute. How did you get going in this sport? So my college roommate at the University of Maine played volleyball, and so he was on the team. And so we went to the gym, and I would work like six hours a day trying to get better at it, but I couldn't hit the ball over the net for about two and a half years on a men's net. And then from there, I got in – my parents moved to Hendersonville, so Tennessee. So I moved to Tennessee and started coaching. Um, And then I met Taylor Mott 
basically on the side of the road. I was coaching some older guys at a church and she showed up with her kids. And so she thought I looked like a, a jerk. So I was like, in between games, I was playing with her son, Merrick. And I was like, hey, if you ever have like a GA spot or, you know, assistant coach position, I'd love to get into the college game. And she's like, nah, we don't have anything. And I was like, all right. So I gave her my number and she ended up calling me like two weeks later saying she had a GA spot for me. So, so you didn't get started in the sport until late. Right. Yeah, I was 20, 20 years old. Nope, 19. So how did you develop such a passion for it over such a short amount of time? Uh, when I like something, I'm usually like all in. So I started watching YouTube videos, probably 12 hours a day worth of uh, YouTube videos and coaching just because I wasn't good at something. And so I had to like develop because volleyball is not like a natural skill. Like if you play baseball, you can throw a a football like I played hockey soccer every single sport growing up but volleyball I just was terrible at and so I really took a passion to it to try and get better at it so you were frustrated by being bad at it and so now you coach it yep is it a big thing is volleyball huge in the northeast the men's sport I mean I know not really here no it's not big in the well it might be I at the time, I had no clue that volleyball even existed besides gym volleyball. And by the time I got so into it, I was already out of the north and into the south. How did you, like you mentioned your parents moved to Hendersonville. Uh, that must have been a bit of a culture shock to go from being a Connecticut kid to the south. Yeah, they actually told me. They, they went to Nashville for a week to visit my cousin. And uh, they sent they actually they bought a house that week, and sent me a care package to the University of Maine with a Tennessee sweatshirt and a picture of the house saying we're moving to Tennessee. And so at the time I'm like, I've never been south of New Jersey, so what the heck is in Tennessee? So I went down and visited them. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So ended up moving down here, and I became a line dance instructor <laughs> at the Wild Horse Saloon for two years. How did you become, did you have a lot of experience with line dancing or did you just kind of BS your way into it? I went to the Wild Horse Saloon, saw there was 200 girls on the line dance floor and said, well, I know what I need to do to fit in down here. So I learned how to line dance. <laughs> your job is to get 18 to 22 year olds kind of in position to succeed. How do you relate to them? Well, I think... They look at me as more of like a big brother. And so I think they listen to me because I've built such a close relationship with all of them. So even though I'm immature and, you know, you'd think that on the hey, court, hey, they were words, not mine. <laughs> yeah. No, Coach Mott's words. Uh, so I think because I built that relationship, whenever I do have something to say, they listen because they know how much volleyball means to me. And so I think that's why. They listen. How do you build that respect? You're barely older than they are. Well, I'm I'm slowly getting out there. I'm 27 now. So Chandler's Chandler's even younger. Chandler's 25. Yeah, but I'm not talking to Chandler. I'm talking to you. You're right. Um, I don't know. Maybe because it's like I'm their age. So, but I'm better at them at volleyball. So <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, I don't know anymore, though, because I walked a mile the other day and my legs were sore. (laughs) What's your outlook on life? Have fun. 
you're uh, engaged. Yep. Do you have a date yet? Yeah, it's supposed to be May 23rd. Do we have a new date yet is the question. That was going to be my next question, yeah. Yeah, so we might just do, like, we might just get married, me and her, on May 23rd without everybody because of this corona. Um, but I don't know. We might push it back. We just had to cancel the honeymoon, so tough times here. And where were you going for the honeymoon? We were going on a seven-day cruise on the biggest ship in the ocean. Oh, man. that I'm really sorry to hear that. That sucks. Yeah, it's okay. What do you want out of life? What do I want out of life? Uh, that's a good question. I want kids and grandkids. And I don't know. I'm huge on family. That's why I moved down to Tennessee. So I just want a happy, healthy family. I don't, money obviously isn't important to me because I'm assistant coach and for volleyball. If I wanted money, I would have done basketball or football. Um, but I think, I don't know, just having fun with whatever you do have is the best way to go about life. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yep. Volleyball. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word? Yep. Moist. That's a popular one. Who or what inspires you? Who or what? My grandfather inspires me um, because <laughs> I don't think he's got $10 to his name, but he like he is the clown and he's got 10 brothers and sisters and they all love him and they get together and he just tells jokes and i want to i want to be him when i grow up and i actually took him on his first vacation ever because he always worked on a farm and he never got out of canada or massachusetts and so i took him on a cruise i paid for him to go on a cruise and he had the time of his life was it like that uh zach efron movie with robert de niro what was it bad grandpa bad grandpa basically it was me, him, and six of my best friends. So by the end of the week, he's just one of the boys. He he was always one of the boys. <laughs> we t we were telling people it was his 90th birthday, but he's like 65. What do you think of that? He, he was loving it because the girls were coming up like, you're not 90. It's pretty funny. They were all grinding on him. Yeah, it's tough to watch. What is the last book you read for fun? The last book I read was probably Junie B. Jones in the fourth grade. What is your worst habit? My worst habit. I smack when I eat. Like, that's for Ashley Slay if she listens. That's an oddly self-aware habit to have to not then try to stop it. Lindsay, Lindsay tells me that I do it. So. What app on your phone gets the most use? Lately, it's been TikTok, and I hate it because I didn't want to download it, and I kept seeing videos of our girls TikToking, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to check it out, and now I just get on there for hours watching the stupidest things. You're really using your time wisely during quarantine, I've noticed. Well, besides my email. I mean, I go through my email a lot, too, but that's not for fun. That's for work. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? For me or for people around me? You. Coronavirus? Does that yeah. count? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't worried, but everyone else is worried. Um, but yeah, getting corona. What is your idea of happiness? My idea of happiness. It is 
sitting and playing cards with my family. <laughs> that is my idea of happiness. What's your game of choice? We play Canasta. You're the youngest person I've ever heard of say that you play Canasta. And actually, that's probably the most, the app that I use the most is Canasta because I play online against other people to try and get my rating up. I didn't even think you were allowed to play Canasta until you turned 50. You know, it's funny because everyone on there is definitely older. <laughs> and I'm I'm in there talking crap in the message board and they're like, all right. This young whippersnapper coming in here talking all that junk. They are crazy and we always end up fighting and leaving. So. What's your idea of misery? Misery? Uh, not having a volleyball season or a wedding? That would be tough. Another one? Like not having the fall season? I would be... I would have to get a job doing something. What are you qualified to do outside of volleyball? Well, I have a master's, Colby. <laughs> so I'm qualified to do a lot of things, I think. What's your master's in? Uh, it's a, it's not an MBA, actually. It's, uh, it's a master's in management. <laughs> Funny, because when I graduated, I thought I had an MBA. And so they're like, what degree do you have? And I'm like, I have an MBA. And they're like, no, we don't have that here in Austin Peace. So I was like, okay. So a master's in management, what are you going to go out and manage if you had to? Waffle House. You know, actually, that would be, I would like you to manage Waffle House if you had to go get a job. Starting 65000 can't beat that. Oh, I cannot. And that's, what, that's just with an undergrad. If I have a master's, that's probably even more. What am I doing wasting my time talking to you? I'm just going to go manage Waffle House. Exactly. Come on. We can do it together. And then you can open one up. That would be awesome, actually. I love Waffle House. What makes you self-conscious? Nothing. I didn't think so. Uh, talking, yeah, that that's a lie. Talking in front of people. Talking in front of people? Like doing the radio show? I just, this is start, start to stutter. But yeah, got good, good news and bad news, and you're going to love both of them, I think. The good news is, well, actually, I'll do the bad news first. The bad news is that there's not that many people, uh, listening to that especially at b-dubs where you can't hear anything anyway the good news is you've probably talked in front of more people in a huddle i feel comfortable there i don't feel comfortable in front of people that i don't know or like that are older i don't know why old people old people are intimidating yeah except for on canasta because i'm better than them what is the most embarrassing song you love the most embarrassed barbie girl yeah it's just like you can't help but not jam out to that in my Volkswagen bug. How would you prefer to die? Not knowing. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? If I was reincarnated, I would come back as... It's a good question. A girl. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would come back as a girl just to see life. I don't know. On the other side, what do other people say? Uh, most people want to come back as birds or dogs. Yeah, but I thought about that. But dogs just sleep all day and maybe chase a tennis ball. And then birds, they eat worms. Yeah, but they also get to fly. There is a decent trade-off there. Ooh. I'm just telling you what other people say. You asked what other people say. I told you what other people say. What might prompt you to lie? I lie a lot. So uh, I don't lie a lot. I just like over-exaggerate the truth, or if I don't know the answer, I lie. Like, when recruits come on campus and they're like, oh, what's that building? I'm like, 
that's the math building. But then we took a minute and it was actually the theater building. So I don't know. It's good. Good times. We learned. We learned that day, me and Chandler. You're saying the quiet part out loud here a little bit. What makes you hopeful? Hopeful? Yeah. Um, our freshman class. When they come in, there's always, I'm like, okay, there might be hope. What is our purpose in life? What is what? Our purpose in life. Our purpose in life right now is to spread, stop spreading this coronavirus. <laughs> um, our purpose is, I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you. You're being very complimentary of the questions. <laughs> that was the stumper. So, so you just got no purpose. You're just flying rudderless. Make the place better for the people that are coming in the future. Regardless of who it is, what question would you like to ask our next guest? What's your why? What is your why? <laughs> no, no, I'll change it then. What is your favorite restaurant? <laughs> okay, what is your favorite restaurant? I like Wendy's. Oh. Big fan of Wendy's. Oh, man. Really? Yeah, me and Chandler went, I think, 62 days in a row two years ago. Not even kidding. When we had all those coupons for the free Dave singles, man. And then when we ran out, the Wendy's manager gave us the coupons back. <laughs> so that was awesome. So you just appreciated your business, huh? Shout out to Jessica. Yeah, she's the manager there. <laughs> this is the I doubt she's listening, but. First in podcast history, we're shouting out Wendy's managers. Yep. All right. Well, Trav, uh, appreciate your time, man. Stay safe. Uh, be good. Uh, this was fun for me. I don't know how it was for you, but hopefully it was good. Well, enjoy your time quarantine. <laughs> Thanks, bud. See you, bud. See ya. As you should Big thanks to Travis LeBlanc of the volleyball coaching staff for taking some time out of his busy day of growing a beard to join us here today. Travis got a good looking beard going. He's got a pretty solid beard going on. Looks like he hasn't uh, done much self-care. That's good. That's good. This Wednesday, sorry, I forgot what day it was, marked the start of the spring signing period. Um... Don't expect an avalanche of commitments just because of the moving parts necessary to get all of that stuff done right now. But expect to see a slow trickle come in over the next days and weeks as we start adding for the 2021 seasons. I think we signed a lot in the, the early signing period, so it will be a will be a trickle. But well, that's usually what happens. But who knows? It's good to start filling up some rosters. Yeah. Well, and also we'll have the uh, potentially a lot of people coming back that we weren't expecting, and there will be people making decisions that will influence that kind of stuff. And it's it's going to be a mess for a little while is what I'm saying. It's what I'm saying.
I finished the thesis this week if anybody wants to uh, deify me with uh, accolades and recognition for it. Hooray! Yeah, it's not very good, but it is Got finished. 35 pages out? <laughs> no, no, I did not. That seemed impossible. It probably was. No, I wound up I wound up cutting about 25 pages out of it. Uh, I still feel like that's a lot. <laughs> well, part of it was I checked my margins, and they were a little bit off, and being a little bit off was a big uh, a big mover when it when I adjusted them and fixed them. Uh, there's a there's a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of pages lopped out just of that, and then I cut a little bit more, and bingo, bingo, almost readable thesis. You don't like it? No, I hate it. But I've also been staring at it for like three years, too, so. Do you hate it because you've been staring at it for three years or because it's not good? Yes. Okay. Is it going to get you the whatever goal? Thesis gets you a master's, doctorate? I don't know. Not a doctorate. Master's. You're getting a master's. No, no, it is. It's a doctorate. You have to call me Dr. Wilson from now on. I would rather die. You can arrange that. That kind of doctor. I'm that kind of doctor. Make that happen. (laughs) (sighs) Speaking of graduate programs, um, Casey's is in the news. I don't know what they're doing. I I hadn't read anything about it. Liberty students suing Falwell. You you feel great about giving your money to this? I don't have to go. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Hey, I'm going to be done in the fall, so uh, I'm not too upset. If I'd known that I wasn't supposed to write as much as I did, I could have been done like four falls ago. You should have picked the non. You should have picked the non thesis track. That was that was the best move ever. Well, eventually, I kind of want to go back to school and get a doctorate and actually make all you people call me Doctor Wilson. I will never call you that. Just oh, you will. You will. I will not. If I go get a doctorate, I will not respond to anything except Dr. Wilson. You should just know that now. <laughs> Good luck. Speaking, and since I'm uh, wanting to get a history degree if I go back, I have, of course, been brushing up on my history by watching uh, Kim Burns' documentaries, because that is obviously how you learn your history. And Netflix dropped the Civil War documentary when I was halfway through. I had to go buy it. I had to go use money the way we're supposed to do things to go buy a documentary because suddenly I'm 74 years old and I'm purchasing documentaries. So you're never allowed to make fun of me again for watching a documentary after you paid for one. No, I can make fun of you for that. I've never spent money on one. I, the only reason I did is because I was halfway through and they dropped it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. I feel like you could have found it somewhere online to watch illegally to finish it out. Well, on Prime. Uh, it's on Prime, isn't it? I didn't see it on Prime. That might have been. Uh, I didn't look too terribly hard. Actually, that's not true. I kind of dug around a little bit. It did not seem to be there. What's Netflix doing? That's the question. You can't be dropping stuff during quarantine. Only adding. Yeah, that that's my thing. Is like, Why are we dropping anything during quarantine? Just add and add and add and add and keep adding. We'll figure it out eventually. I was going to rail against uh, the book I was reading and how its author, uh, I think he's pretentious and isn't very good, but I I suddenly realized that would probably open me up to the criticisms that people have about me and how I write, and I'm not comfortable with that today. So, usually we would say this was the part where uh, people should go out and do good in their community, 
do some good, be some good. But right now, you don't need to do any of that. You don't need to do anything except um, stay home, social distance, wait for this to pass so we can all get back to whatever normal looks like. I guess Casey has nothing to add there, so. No, yeah, do do what he said. <laughs> Dynamite drop in. Dynamite drop in. Thanks for your thanks for your help there. Because uh, I'm here for. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars, and if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Sounds like Casey is uh, needing needing some sacrificial lambs to blame in the show still. Uh, tweet us. None of you have stepped up to that one yet, so bring it on. Wow, cowards. That's what I'm hearing is a bunch of cowards. You can ask Alex Fowler how it goes when you... You match up with me. I'm at C Wilson two two five. He's at C underscore Craig nineteen. Love yourselves. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Uh, hey. Ooh la la, are we we? Ooh la la, are we we? Ooh la la, are we we? Looking for M's like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like where the bread. You go hold the egg. Way to bring the check. When we talk, we collision the cars. Keep us in your thoughts.